Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode two of my brand new video blog, A Life in Music, with me, Russell Scott. If this is the first time you've tuned in, well, you missed the first one, so check it out. But if this is the second time you've tuned in, thanks for coming back. And of course, thank you to anybody uh, that's coming here for the first time. I had incredible feedback and response uh, from the first uh, video blog. And uh, I really appreciate all, all, all of that and all of the feedback and for you coming back. This is dedicated to the people that love to perform. It's dedicated to musicians and artists and actors and actresses and singers. It's de designed to help you get better at what you do. To perform. And at each episode, I'm going to share with you some of my experiences as a musical director and a producer. I'm going to give you some, uh, some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm going to share with you some tips and tricks about getting better. So this is for you. Please enjoy it and uh, do get in touch with any uh, anything you'd like to get in touch with, really. Get in touch with some uh, things that you'd like to see on the blog or get in touch with, uh, with comment. I'd love to hear from you. And today we're going to be talking about audition etiquette. Now this is a really important topic and something I'm asked about a lot. What do you do when you walk into a room? Where do you look? Do you talk to the judging panel? How confident should I be? Should I be prepared if I'm going to be singing? Should I do a cappella or should I have uh, music? Should I give the music to the pianist? How friendly should I be? There's lots and lots of questions I get asked. So I'm going to try and share some valuable information with you today. I've been on a judging panel casting for many, many years, and I've auditioned literally hundreds, if not thousands of people. Last year alone, for the UK tour of Godspell, uh, which I was uh, producing, we auditioned over 600 people for the roles, and there were 10 roles there. Now, you've got to remember that um, when, when we're auditioning, we are looking for specifics. So we're looking for specific people for specific roles. And it could be that we've got 10 people that are all suitable. And the difficulty is how do you choose one over another? And that can often be about whether it's an acting skill or a singing skill or what you look like. You never quite know as, a, as an auditionee what the panel are looking for. So you just have to be your very best and you just have to do your best and you have to give a great image and have a great personality and just give it a good shot. Now, it, the, the difficulty is that the, the audition panel don't have a great deal of time to spend on you at that point. And we kind of, on a, certainly on a first audition, we just want to see you deliver something. We just want to see you deliver your very best. We want to see some personality. We want to hear your great voice if you're, if you're singing, obviously. Or if you're acting, we want to be able to see you be able to connect and act and get into your kind of bubble, into your zone, and just give your very best. Because we may only hear maybe a minute of you singing. If you're lucky, we may hear you more. But sometimes if we've got a day auditioning 200 people, we're not gonna have time to chat, we're not gonna have time to hear all of your piece. And so you've gotta give your very best at that point. Now there's a lot of little tips I can give you here and a lot of things to talk about. So the first thing is, when you enter the room, what do you do? Now the first thing is, if there's a pianist there and you're singing, give the music to the pianist. That's the first thing. And then get straight to the point, get straight to the position you're going to be in to perform. Don't sit around, don't sort of walk in slowly, put your bag down, have a drink, have your drink, get your bag ready before you walk in the room and then just go in and get the job done. Now, should you approach the table? Well, if you know someone on the panel and you've got a you know you've got a good rapport with them, of course go up there, you know, shake hands, give them a hug, whatever you need to do, but then get straight back to the job. If you don't know the panel, you've not met them before, there's no reason to go up and shake hands with the however many people on that on that table. There could be 
four, six people there, directors, producers, musical directors, choreographers, there could be any number of people. And we it's not because we don't want to connect with you in that way, it's because we don't have the time. And we kind of don't want that initial intimidation. Um, we've got, you know, papers all over our table, we've got perhaps confidential things we don't particularly want you to see at that point. And it's, it's just sometimes not appropriate for you to do so. So the best thing I can say is just go straight to the point and get the job done. Now, where do you look when you're performing, when you're singing at an audition? You obviously don't look down, don't look at the floor, don't look in all other areas of the room. If you're performing a piece, then of course, get into that zone, get into your little bubble and, and perform it as you need to. But if you're just going to stand there and do a monologue or you're going to stand there and do a speech or you're going to stand there and do a song, then I would suggest not eyeballing the panel. I would suggest imagining there are sort of an audience around here above the heads and just vaguely looking in the directions around the judging panel about around the casting team just just look in that area and perform with your eyes open so many people stand there with their eyes shut we want to see your eyes we want to see you looking we want to see if there's anything behind the eyes we want to see if you've got real connection uh, with the piece that you're delivering now, if you've got some questions uh, for the panel, by all means ask a couple of questions, but don't get into detail and don't expect a long conversation about the job. Get that information outside. Uh, often there's uh, someone out there, uh, a runner or an assistant producer out there that has information. It's better to get that outside unless you've got something specific that you want to ask. If you're after feedback, I wouldn't suggest asking for feedback. If the panel wants to give you feedback, they'll give it. If they want you, if they want to hear you do something else, they'll ask for it. It's not because we don't want to have the time, the conversation with you. It's because we don't necessarily have the time to do that at that point. Now, some people also ask about whether they should perform a cappella or not, and the general rule of thumb is don't. Singing a cappella, singing without music is more risky. Um, it will expose other areas that perhaps when under pressure or you're nervous you don't want to expose in that very first meeting. Uh, if you come well prepared with a good song, and we'll talk about audition rep in, a, in another episode, if you come with a good song and a good vibe about you, confident, you will impress the panel. You want to be friendly, you want to show your personality. Of course you're going to be nervous, but you don't want to let your nerves affect you in such a way that it damages that first uh, initial uh, initial communication with the panel. I also hear we also hear a lot of excuses. People walk in the door, oh I've got a sore throat, oh I'm tired, oh I'm just suffering from a chest infection, oh my foot fell off. You know, you've got all sorts of excuses. We've heard quite a lot. And quite honestly, we don't want to hear them. We don't want to hear your excuses before you're about to do something because we can only judge you on what we see. We can't think, oh you've got a sore throat, so we'll judge you bearing in mind you've got a sore throat. If there's any half-decent musical director or, or, uh, or musical person on that panel, they're going to hear if you've got something not quite right, and they'll probably say to you, have you been recovering, or you know, have you got a sore throat, or you've got, you know, have you had an infection of some kind? But we kind of don't want to hear the excuses. The, the, the sign of excuses is a sign of nerves, and uh, you kind of want people to take into account perhaps uh, the, the, the sort of things you're not very good at, or perhaps you're, you're very nervous, or you're very worried about something, and you start holding your, your, your belly when you're singing, and it, they're all sort of giveaways of, of issues that you may have. And what we want to do is be able to judge you on what we see. So however you are at that moment is however we're going to judge you. We're not going to 
think, oh, you've got a sore throat, we'll take that into account because you've told us you've got a sore throat. If we don't notice that you've got a throat issue, we're not going to believe it, unfortunately. So you need to come in and be very transparent and just be yourself. And if there's something not quite right, if we hear you cough or you've got something on your voice or something, we'll know you're not quite 100% and we can then take it into account. But we kind of don't want to hear the excuses when you walk in the door. It's a giveaway that you are either nervous or don't have the confidence or it may be legitimate that you're unwell that day, but we can only judge you based on what we hear that day or based on our experience of what we believe you could be going forward. And if you want the job, be friendly and be good, be humble, be approachable and just be nice. Just be, just try and be you. Just try and be yourself and give the very best performance you can in those few minutes that you've got to impress the panel. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you about what I've been doing in the last uh, couple of weeks, actually, since since the last uh, since the last video blog I did with you. Well, it's been it's been a very busy time, uh, as you may remember from uh, from last time. I was just about to take my choir, Next Stage Choir, uh, to the Community Choirs Festival up in Stratford upon Avon, and I have to say it was an amazing experience. The festival was superbly organised. We had a really great time, and uh, it was great to go up there the night before with a, with a few of the others and and have some drinks and have some food and have a real social gathering but the uh, the event itself was was brilliant and there were about 500 people that day on the Sunday that we were performing um, and my choir did brilliantly well there were about 38 of them that came along uh, and looked great sounded great they were very nervous uh, bear in mind these this is a community choir so this is not these are not people that do it for a living so we went in there and uh, we spent the day in a, a, a kind of workshop environment with four workshop leaders. Uh, we did a lot of communal singing and uh, and then we could have got to the end of the day and each choir there, there were about 20 odd choirs, each choir got to perform for four or five minutes in an a cappella uh, environment. Now my choir is not an a cappella choir and uh, they're not used to a cappella singing so it was really scary as you can imagine uh, for them doing that but they did a great job and uh, with all the nerves and everything else they managed to you know, keep relatively good pitch and their timing was great and they watched and that sort of connect uh, the communication between me and them during that performance was was fantastic you could hear a, a pin drop in the audience which is always a, a giveaway that something good's going on because audiences tend to be very quiet when they're enjoying something which is which is great um, but they did a really good job and we uh, we love doing it. Um, now, what else have I been doing? I've uh, I've been working on my new show, Two of a Kind, which uh, I'm doing as part of the London Festival of Cabaret on the 30th of April with my lovely wife, Denise Medley-Scott. And uh, this show is all about... Um, lyricists and composers who have had partnerships for life so people like the Gershwins, Kander and Ebb, uh, Styles and Drew, of course Rogers and Hammerstein, Rogers and Hart. Um, we've got some fantastic material, we've got over 30 songs in the show and the lovely Helena uh, Blackman is joining us uh, as our special guest so it should be great, it's at the Pheasantry in London, Kings Road on the 30th of April 2016. Uh, and it should be a fantastic show. So I'm just sort of preparing for that now. We start rehearsals in a week or so. So I've sort of been putting all the music together, putting the arrangements together. We've got some uh, three and four part, um, well, it can't be four part with three of us. <laughs> They've got some three part arrangements uh, in place uh, for the show, which would be great. They always go together. And it's um, it's always an exciting, it's a very intimate venue. It's always a very intimate show. And it's a, a very exciting for us. We do it as kind of two acts. So we don't um, sort of do it as a, a sort of cabaret. We do it as a two act show. 
uh, with a narrative. So um, we tell the story of the composers and the so chronological history of the composers and lyricists over the years. So it's uh, it's great. So been doing that and of course I've been uh, doing lots of voice coaching as as ever and uh, recording with some of my students which is great been working with a great folk singer and uh, a, a singer that's uh, has come back I haven't seen for uh, several years who's come back and uh, is doing some work um, not just vocals but working uh, with uh, guitar as well and recording some tracks and that's going really well um, so uh, life's pretty good at the moment very busy as a dad of course with two young children uh, a family is always busy but it's uh, it's one of the best parts of my life as is my music um, and uh, it's uh, it, it's great to, to spend some time with them uh, when I'm not working which is most of the time so uh, this week I'm uh, I'm back uh, back with uh, a couple of my choirs and uh, preparing for the show and I'll keep you posted on all of those things and uh, no doubt uh, give you some more uh, behind the scenes stuff as it happens so today in this section I'm going to be talking um, a little bit about vowel production and this is something I harp on a lot about uh, when I'm coaching, and particularly about the R and air sounds and how you should produce them, and particularly to make sure that it doesn't get too nasally. So my method for doing this is to keep the mouth in a nice open position, okay? And we don't go that way, we always go that way, we always do it imagining that we're pulling string from both lips and putting them down, R, and you want to try and avoid making a nasally sound. So don't think nose, don't think, mm, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear a good R, and the way you produce a good R is by keeping the mouth as wide open as you can, but still keeping it relaxed. You don't want to sort of go, like that. That's probably a nice visual there for you. You want to kind of just go, R, R. You want to keep your tongue flat, as flat as possible, out the way, and bear in mind that the bigger the space, the space in your mouth, the bigger the space, but getting the tongue out the way, the better the sound is going to be to come out. So, ah, 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 not ah, or ah, or ah, uh, uh. you can hear the difference as I close my mouth, ah, 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 becomes a greater sound as you open more and you allow for more space. It also helps with tuning. Again, a lot of people I see, particularly particularly in choirs, I have to say, sorry, choral people, but they do kind of sing ah, ah, ah. You say, say ah, sing ah, they go ah, ah, ah. You need to open ah, project the sound ah. Imagine you're yawning ah, space. It's all about space and keeping the tongue really flat. So there's my tip for today. Open mouth, nice and relaxed, give lots of space, forget the nose, and produce a very good ah sound. Well, thanks for tuning in uh, to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next time, I'm going to be talking about audition rep, repertoire, that big word. What should you perform at an audition? What songs should you take? Um, is it okay to sing this? Is it okay to sing that? I'm going to be talking about audition repertoire and also going to be talking about how to extend your vocal range. So if you have any questions, please get in touch, whether by the website or through commenting on uh, on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel and tell your friends. The show is about you and it's about performing and it's about being your very best. And I want to hear your tips and tricks. I want to hear your vocal tips and tricks and we can tell people about them and share them with the world. And tell us about what you're doing. Tell, tell us the things you're getting on with and what you're taking part in. We'll give you a little plug if we can. 
and um, and if there's something you'd like included in the show let me know thank you so much for joining me and thanks again for sending me all your feedback uh, and responding so well keep that up I just want to hear from you uh, the more communication I can have with my audience the better because I can understand what you want to hear and what you want to see and don't forget be your very best <laughs> <laughs>